Welcome to the Business Balance Podcast. I'm Emma Langton, Mindset Coach and Hypnotherapist. And this week, I want to talk to you about the fear of rejection. What is it that we need to do when a fear of rejection stops us from moving forward and achieving the things that we want to achieve in our lives? So I'm going to be diving into this in just a few moments. But you know, I just wanted to say that if you've been listening to this on a dog walk, which is where, to be frank, where I listen to most of my podcasts, or perhaps when you drive in the car, I know how easy it is to be able to listen to things and think, yeah, 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 that's a really great idea. Oh yeah, I must really try that. Oh, I must sit down and have a look at that. And then you get back, you know, you've parked the car or you've um, sorted out the dog or whatever it is that you're doing and completely forget about that thing that you're going to do. Yeah. Happens to me too. I get it. But when this goes out, when you're listening to this, I'm just at the stage where I've got a couple of clients that have finished up working with me. So I've got a couple of spaces in my diary to be able to work one-to-one. So if you think that this all sounds really, really easy um, until you actually try and put it into action and you want some help and support or you just want to talk to me, jump on a discovery call You can find the details or book into my diary at www.emmalankton.com or just find the link in the show notes. Book that discovery call and let's talk about how we can help you to really move forward and make that difference. So instead of just listening to this, you can actually begin to take action. Good. So what do we do when that fear of rejection stops us moving forward? Well... You know, when we have a fear of rejection, it can prevent us from all sorts of things. It might be applying for jobs, asking for a pay rise. It might be sharing information about the work that you do. It might be about promoting yourself in in a whole load of different ways. It might just be that it stops you even giving your true opinion on things. It might stop you from speaking up. It can stop us in a whole load of places in our life. The list is, well, endless. And then if you think about that for a moment, you can go on to consider the wider areas of your life that might be affected when you let that fear of rejection hold you back. So it might affect all different types of relationships from from dating to marriage. It might affect, you know, business dealings, networking, meeting new people. So although not every single person experiences every single impact of the fear of rejection, it tends to affect our ability to succeed in a wide range of both personal and professional situations. So let's just take a moment to understand about that fear of rejection and what it is that's going on there. Because often I find that, you know, when I begin to explain about the the reasons behind these things, then, you know, there can be little light bulb moments going on where it begins to make sense for you. So, um, and then it can seem much easier. And also because it puts it into reality and you can begin to recognize that it's not just you. So there are certain parts of our brain that are hardwired when we are born. And they've not changed since caveman times. And this hardwiring means that we instinctively know about certain things that we need to do that keep us alive, you know, that keep us safe, that keep us being able to function like normal human beings. 
It's a bit like, you know, when turtles break out of their shell on the beach and there they are, they're all alone, but they somehow instinctively know that they need to head for the sea because they're hardwired to do that in their teeny tiny little brains. Now, we have wiring like that too, obviously not to head for the sea and our brains are a little bit bigger, but we have that hardwiring. Some of that hardwiring means that we respond in ways that are designed to keep us safe, in ways to keep us alive. So it's, you know, in essence, it's just like those turtles because if they didn't head for the sea, then they wouldn't stay alive. So we're hardwired to, to respond to fear. Now, I always explain that, you know, our fear response is like an internal fire alarm going off in our head. The area of that fire alarm is called the amygdala, but I, I tend not to, you know, use all of these technical terms, but that's what it's called. But you can just think of it as your fire alarm. And when that fire alarm goes off, we respond in ways that we've been pre-programmed to do. Now, this fear of rejection comes through because in tribal times, you know, when we needed to stay within our tribe... When being rejected from that tribe meant that we were cast out and we had to fend for ourselves and, you know, we would be in danger, you know, of exposure and not getting to be able to join in with like the collective um, uh, feast from the hunt. We wouldn't have the safety of the group, you know, so we needed to make sure that we stayed within that tribe. So it's no wonder that we instinctively fear rejection. But I want you to know that all is not lost. You know, so if your fear of rejection is stopping you from doing the things that you want to do, you know, the first thing to remember is you're not going to get cast out from your tribe. Um, But if that fear of rejection is holding you back from your dreams or desires, then really it's time to do something about it. So the first thing that you might think about doing is just have a check out if there is a root cause. So although I've said we are hardwired to respond in this way because of fear, that fear doesn't always have to surface. So sometimes we can identify the reason that we have for this fear of rejection. So, you know, just have a little dig back into into your life. Did something happen when you were little? Is there a significant event or a circumstance that you know about, you know, or that even replays in your mind? A lot of my clients say, oh, I always think of this time when I'm in those situations. And that might happen for you too. Now, it doesn't matter if if there's nothing there, but if there is, then it's time to reframe that. Because the thing is that sometimes our fear is coming from inside us rather than from what we think we will receive or experience. You know, so a fear of rejection, in its very meaning, is that we worry that somebody else is going to reject us. But actually, if we've got a root cause there that we've made some significantly negative learnings about, then actually, if it's coming from within us, then it's not about what somebody else is going to do. It's about how we feel. So you might need to have a look at that and reframe it. It might be just something as simple as, well, actually, that happened when I was really little, but now I'm big, you know? But we can learn tools to keep the emotions under control. 
You know, so when that when that amygdala is fired up, when that fire alarm goes off, we instinctively respond in certain ways, you know, to help us deal with that that threatening situation. But because fear is an instinctive response, then we react emotionally to that because we believe we're in that danger. But fear is always based on perception. Always. And that means that when we can learn to control our fear, we can keep our emotions under control. We can keep our reactions under control and then we can cope with situations so much better. So even just using a calming mechanism such as a breathing technique, as I mentioned in other episodes, can be really helpful in switching off that fear response. And then you're able to look at that situation more rationally, in a calmer and more controlled way. You know, the other way that we can look at things is is to recognise that it's not personal. You know, often the more we practice something, the better we are at handling it. So when I was, ooh, early 20s, you've gathered that I'm a sun lover and love my holidays. I think if you listen to other podcasts, okay, probably fed up and be going on about it, but that's me. I got a one-way ticket to Tenerife with a couple of friends. And um, I'd always done, you know, alongside the kind of office of corporate jobs and things like that, I'd always done waitressing and bar work as a way to um, fund extra money tickets so I could get more holidays, really. So I got this one-way ticket to Tenerife thinking I was going to go out there and kind of um, go around places and go get a job, okay? Now, when I went to the one of the first places and they said, yeah, you can do the PR at the front. <laughs> PR. So we call it touting, don't they? Isn't that a lovely way um, for them to sort of upscale what this job was? It was PR. So I I accepted this job because I was like, oh God, I'll need a job and I can take this job and I can always look for another job. That was my attitude, right? So I got this job, stood at the front of the restaurant, started that night, 7pm, there I am, stood on the pavement in the front of this restaurant with this menu. And I needed to get people in. I needed to get bums on seats into this restaurant. And if I didn't do this, I didn't get paid. I was paid. There's no bigger incentive than, you know, paying you on your performance, is there? I was paid the equivalent to 50 pence per person for each bum on a seat in that restaurant. That was it. Sounds absolutely horrifying. Okay. And I still remember, still remember standing out there on that pavement thinking, oh my God, oh my God, oh, I don't know if I can do this. Oh God, what am I doing? And I did recognise at the time that it was kind of, you know, a fear of rejection or or any other fear that was going on. But there was a fear going on. And I just took a deep breath and asked somebody, are you looking for somewhere to eat tonight? You know, so I really was one of those annoying people (laughs) that you see on holiday now, you know. And, 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 And here's a tip, you know, when I see anybody now when I'm on holiday, I always say to them, oh, we've eaten, thanks. Because then they stop bothering you. Right? Even if I haven't eaten. Um, but I just went up to somebody and said, are you looking for somewhere to eat? I learned to say it in about four different languages in the end. That was all I knew how to say. Are you looking for something to eat? Or have you eaten? Okay? But I needed to just take a deep breath and step forward. There is nothing like something like that to help you get used 
you know, to uh, dealing with no's and dealing with rejection. And, and remembering that it's not personal. You know, if they didn't want to eat in the restaurant that I was working in, well, maybe they, you know, they wanted Chinese, they wanted whatever it, else it was, they wanted a steak or something else that was round and about. Or maybe, like I used to say, they were going, no, I've eaten. Often when somebody is offering their services or asking for something and they're given no response, it's not personal. It just means that that service, that offer, that situation is not right for them at that time. But you will never know if you don't ask. Think about, you know, when small children go up to each other in the playground, I don't know if you've ever seen that, you know, they haven't learned about empathy and feelings. So one of them walks up to the other and goes, do you want to play with me? And the other one just goes, nope. And then they off the trot and they walk away. And as adults, we're stood there cringing and going, oh, God, oh. <gasps> and feeling the hurt. But actually, if you take a look at these kids, especially under the age of seven, you take a look at these kids and, and they're not bothered. They just trot off. We only get these worries and these feelings because we've learnt about feelings. Do you see? So, you know, we... We learn about this rejection, right? So you've got to keep it in perspective. If you think about how many times you've experienced rejection, really, really experienced being rejected, you know, had your feelings hurt with big criticism and hurtful things, that's what true rejection is. You know, set, like I said, tribal ways, you know, sending you away, go away, leave me alone, get out of my face, stop talking to me. That's proper rejection. Just somebody saying no, that's not a rejection. Just somebody going, I, I don't want to, I, I, I don't want to work with you. I don't want to buy your stuff. You know, I don't need a, I don't need a planner right now. I don't, I, I don't need a coach right now. I don't need to come into your restaurant right now. That's not rejection. That's about them having a choice. So just think about that perspective. How many times have you interacted with somebody? How many times have you met people or associated with other people and it's been absolutely fine? Quite a lot, yes? So then how many times have you been somewhere, talked to someone and it's been okay? Because if you have, then the rejection is not there. Is it? If somebody really has been, you know, uh, criticising you or been hurtful, then the perspective that you need to keep on that is, you know, if they have criticised, hurt you, rejected you, then the reality is that they've probably not got as much empathy and feeling as you have. And that criticism and rejection often says more about them than it does about you. But the perspective on it is that you're much more likely to ha get a good response than get a negative response. And think about all the times that you've been able to talk to somebody, um, 
you know, speak to people about your services, that people have been interested in you, wanting to talk to you, been engaged, you know, curious. There's been no rejection there. So keep that perspective. Also do make sure that you improve your resilience. You know, resilience is something that we can always improve. So bouncing back, being resilient is a learned response too. So building your awareness of the situations, keeping a perspective and recognising that these things are not personal are key to good resilience. Recognising too what it is that's going on inside your head. Are your thoughts, you know, directed to um, things like, oh God, oh, that's my fault, or oh, I'm just not good enough, or, you know, nobody wants to buy from me. The more that you work with this, the better you will become. Being able to interpret things in a more pragmatic and rational way will mean that you bounce back more quickly. Because when you face the challenge of rejection or just even just somebody just, you know, not wanting your services or perhaps even, you know, you've gone um, for a job. You've gone to a job interview, you've applied for a job, you've been up against five of the candidates. They're looking for the right fit for them. They're not looking for the right fit for you. That's what you're doing. So only one out of five are going to get this job, yeah? So recognising too that other people might get rejected keeps things in perspective. You know, you can be more rational and it becomes more of a normal life situation than it is a threat. It's not so much about how you get knocked back. The focus needs to be on how quickly you can recover. How quickly can you bounce back? And the better you are at that, the better your resilience is. You know, so just like when I um, would go and ask an awful lot of people each and every night, are you looking for somewhere to eat tonight? To get each of those 50p's for those bums on seats. I earned a brilliant wage. I went out there with two other friends and one of them was in a, a bar working till some ridiculous hour in the morning and getting less pay than I was getting. And I got a meal at the end of mine as well. So, you know, that was a bonus. But, um, and then another one was out giving out all those leaflets every single day and working in the bar at night. You know, I worked from about seven till midnight and that was it. So in the end, that job that I cringed about, I stayed there. So it's how quickly can you learn to work with this? How quickly can you learn? And sometimes it is practice. How quickly can you recover from those no's or or the, you know, people moving on or just not wanting what it is that you've got to offer? But, you know, sometimes, you know, if there's a job or a client or something that you really wanted, there's no harm in feeling a little sad about it. Like, oh God, I really wanted that. I really wanted to be able to work with that person. Have a little moan to your friend or your partner and talk it through a little. But don't just wallow in self-pity. Don't have it stop you moving forward, you know. Build your resilience, be able to bounce back. Because remember that, you know, that fear is a survival mechanism. But if somebody has said no to you, if you haven't got the results that you wanted, you're not going to die from it. So those no's and rejections don't have the power that our primitive brain thinks that they have. 
Don't let yourself get caught up in that fear of rejection. You can take action so that you no longer have to cope with the frustration of not getting where you want to be or not taking the steps that you want in your life to get the outcomes that you want. And just because that fear is hardwired from our tribal days or from cavemen times doesn't mean it has to stay that way. After all, we no longer live in caves, do we? Or do you? (laughs) Write to me if you do. You know, so progress is always possible. So go out there, be yourself and never apologise for that. So if this has helped you, I'd really love it if you would go over to iTunes and leave me a review. Share this podcast, subscribe to it, share this podcast with your friends or your colleagues or people that you think will benefit from it. I'd really love it if you did that. And then I'll see you again on the next episode. Bye for now.